Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of Sassy Nation. On this Tuesday, the 15th of March, 2022, beware the eyes of March. This is also the day that if you are a business, your taxes are due by midnight tonight. <laughs> well, actually, you have to ha- you have to mail them in. So, um, I mailed mine last week. So, <clears throat> just saying. Um. So I guarantee, while I record this, other shit's gonna go down the NFL. But don't worry, I have two other shows to go over that. <laughs> I am going to do the Sassy Show, which is my radio show. Um, oh God, when am I doing that? See, this is, this is what happens when you have so much going on. Hold on, let's get my, let's get my book out, my appointment book out. Because I have so much going on this week. Another crazy ass week, what can I tell you? Um, <laughs> um, Thursday, right? I'm, oh, that's right, I'm doing it on St. Patty's Day. So it's a special edition of the Sassy Show, which is presented by Rockland World Radio, live streamed on my Facebook page, and then I will put it on the YouTube channel when it's finished, and then I'll post that link on Twitter. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. So yes, I'm just looking at my life here. Crazy. Meetings all over the place. Unfortunately, I have a funeral on Saturday, so there we go. Um, so thanks to Tom Brady for coming back after I redid my top 10 quarterback, um, list. Now I got to do my top 10 QB list all over again, which though, it shouldn't be that hard, um, to tell you the truth. Um, cause Tom Brady's number one, obviously. Aaron Rodgers will then move to number two. Um, let me see. Do I have anybody here? No. Um, okay. Um, I think I have that list. Let us look. Because now Tom Brady decided to come back. And he came back Sunday night before the um, tampering was allowed. You know, the untampering rule um, in the NFL. He came back purposely on, on, on Sunday. You, you know that, right? Um, it was not a coincidence that he came, that he came back. I'm just trying to see now, where do I have? Um, here we are. Okay. So Aaron Rodgers was one. Joe, Joe Burrow was two. Patrick Mahomes was three. Josh Allen was four. Matthew Stafford was five. Lamar Jackson was six. Zach Prescott was seven. Matt Ryan was eight. Justin Herbert was nine. And Derek Carr was 10. So now Derek Carr is no longer in my top 10. He is now number 11. Okay. Um, so now it goes, Tom Brady is one, Aaron Rodgers is two, Joe Burrow is three, Patrick Mahomes is four, Josh Allen is five, Matthew Stafford is six, Lamar Jackson is seven, Dak Prescott is eight, Matt Ryan is nine, and Justin Herb- Herbert is ten. So there is my top ten list. Um... I would I have to think about who I would have at 12. That's a tough, that's a toughie. I think 12, 13, and 14 are like neck and neck. And like they're, it's too hard to really figure out. Um, I would have Mitch Trubisky, Trubisky at 15. Um, 12, right, 12, 13, and 14 are tough. But I would put Mitch at 15 if I had to do a top 20. I would put Mitch at 15. Who would I put at 16? Just like thinking out loud. Because, you know, top 20 is always a good number to have. It's always a good thing to have a top number. It's top 20. Um, I would tell you who would not be in my top 20. Baker Mayfield would not be in my top 20. Sam Darnold would not be in my top 20. Um, would I put... Would I put, 
Watson in there. Maybe. I think I'd have him pretty much at 19. If I had to redo it, like if I had to do a top 20. I don't know. Like that's really hard. Let me see. Well, let's go a look ahead. Let's see. Um, oh, Kirk Cousins would be in that list. So I would have, I wouldn't have Carson Wentz in that list. Sorry, but not sorry. I wouldn't have Daniel Jones on that list, obviously. I wouldn't have, um, I wouldn't have them on that list. Would I have, I probably would have, no, 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 I wouldn't have him either. So let's see. I would, I would put Watson would be, I think, 20. Let's put Watson at 20, right? I would put Jalen Hurts at 19. Okay, 19. I would put 18 would be Kirk Cousins. Okay, 18. 17 would be Kyle Murray. That would be, okay, 17. 16, I would have Teddy Bridgewater. Would I? <laughs> I mean, I think Kyle Murray's in that top 20. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, where would I put them? I'd have to look at stats. Like, I'm just going from, like, memory as to, like, who they are and where, they, where they're where and where they at. But I would have to really think about that list. So let me just Let me just say, I'll think about who I would have in the top 20. But I would tell you who I would not have. Right now, I'm not putting Mac Jones in any list. Not putting Zach Wilson on any list. I'm not putting Justin Fields on any list because they're rookies and uh, Trevor Lawrence because they're rookies and they're just starting their second year. I wouldn't really take anybody until after their second year and then put them in a list. Why? Because you gotta just see how they you gotta see how they perform in their second year, their sophomore year. I would tell you I would not have I would not have um, them on the list. Uh, I wouldn't have Sam Donald on that list. I wouldn't have Carson Wentz on that list. I probably wouldn't even have Jared Goff on that list at this rate. Um, who else would I not have on the list? Mm. Who else is... I'm just trying to think of quarterbacks. Jesus. See, I mean, Deshaun Watson would be on that list. But he would be on the bottom. He's not a top 10 quarterback for all you people out there that are like barking about him right now. And speaking of him, I'll just get this off. Just because a grand jury did not have that much evidence to tell you that he could be guilty and he needs to go to trial does not make the man innocent. When you had 22 women independently saying that he did something to them don't be a fucking asshole when it comes to this kind of stuff and go well he's innocent because i read everybody's tweets i was on twitter and i was reading all this stupid shit and all these men i see i told you so i told you now you told me nothing you dweebs okay you with your sexist attitudes you told me nothing okay there is no video see this is when video comes into play there was no video, there was no um, recording, there was nothing. It was just he said, she said. And most likely when it's he said, she said, and there was like no physical evidence either. It wasn't like there was any semen or there was any like hair or anything like that where they could just be like, okay, yes, it looks like he did this to you. So don't go off and say, see, he's innocent. He is not, that, just because a grand jury did not bring him to trial does not make the man innocent. Okay, so drop it. Now, back to talking about good stuff. All right, he's definitely on that list. Where, I don't know. Probably at the bottom. Oh, Ryan Tannehill, I think he's on the list, even though he's not to me. Um, he's not a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. Baker Mayfield, I don't even know if I want him on the top 20. Do you think he's even a top 20 cat guy? <laughs> um, obviously, Derek Carr is 11. Um, I would put, yeah, I would put him there. Oh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, remember him? And then we have Daniel Jones. He's not on my list either. 
uh, Winston from the Saints. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't have him anywhere. Andy Dalton. No, thank you. Teddy Bridgewater. I think should be on the list. So I'll have to go through my list. Okay. So I was looking at for the draft. So. And I'm like, okay, so I'm told you I'm only gonna deal with those teams that are in the top ten. So that is the Jets and the Giants have two picks. The Falcons, um, the Lions, the Jaguars. And now because we had Russell Wilson go to Denver, Seattle's now on the top um list. Top ten. Lucky, lucky them, aren't they? Um, Houston. So, we'll look and see. in Atlanta. Did I mention them, too? Yes, they're on the top ten, too. So, Jacksonville's picking first. Detroit's picking second. Houston's picking third. The Jets are fourth. Then the Giants are fifth. Then the Carolina Panthers are sixth. The Giants, again, are at seventh. Atlanta is then at eight. Then Denver, which now is Seattle, is now at nine. And the Jets are now at ten. That's how it goes. And then you have Washington 11, just for the sake of it. Washington 11, Minnesota 12, Cleveland 13, Baltimore 14, 15 and 16 are both Philly. Just so you know. 17 is the Chargers. 18th is the Saints. 19th again, Philly. Three picks in the top 20. And then you have Pittsburgh at 20. And the reason I want to go to 20 is because it's Pittsburgh. Just so I say this, because now Mitch Trubisky is signed with Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh, I thought, would be, would be drafting a quarterback at 20. And I'm going to give you my top five quarterbacks in the draft. Um, I'm going to give you my diamond in the rough in the past for the for the drafts. The swing and miss quarterback and the breakout quarterback. Um, because I'm all about quarterbacks. Okay. So, and just going to bring this up. So, remember how last year in the draft, Cincinnati drafted Chase, Jamar Chase. And everybody was like, wow, look, you know, Burrow got his old teammate back and, and they connect and they have chemistry. Okay. So I was looking in the, I was looking to see who from BYU is in the draft for um for Zach. For Zach Wilson. The only one I came up with is Tyler. God, I am so bad at last names. Algier. Algier a running back. And I'm like, well, should the dra- Jets draft him? And like maybe the third, fourth, or fifth round, if he's still around. And then I'm thinking about, you know, then I'm thinking about, you know, um, you know, Chase and Burrow. And I'm like, well, they do have a connection. And it is important for quarterbacks to have connections. So then I'm like, let me look this guy up. Okay. So a lot of people are predicting that he's going to go in the third, fourth round. Maybe he'll go in the fifth round. Who knows? Um, his So he averaged a staggering 7.53 yards per attempt. The total rank um, for him is eighth overall in the country and first among backs with 150 carries or fewer. Um, he's, even though... Zach Wilson was gone this past year for him because obviously he started here for the Jets. He still broke the school's all-time single-season rushing record with 1,601 yards, including including 192 and three scores in a 31 to 28 loss to UBA, uh, UAB, in the Independence Bowl before announcing he was going to NFL. Now. Here's some things about him to note. So I have it, right? Let me see. My writing is so bad. Um, okay. 
He has excellent ball security, losing just one fumble all of 2021 on 304 touches, by the way. He has good patience to allow the hole to develop, showing vision and instincts for cutback lanes. He has good hand-eye coordination and focus as a receiver, not as a runner, not as a, not as a running back, as a receiver. Hauling in 42 passes for 373 yards over the 2020-21 seasons. At, he has the bulk and mindset for pass protection. Hello, do you know what other running back in the NFL does that? There's a couple. But the two that come to mind are Christian McCaffrey, who changes pass, the pass protection. He changes the passing game because he does know how to protect. He does know how to block. And Kamara for the Saints. Two of those, right off the top of my head. Um, his 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 weaknesses that he has to fix is he. Um, he okay. Wait, runs a bit upright for a power back and may struggle to duplicate his tackle breaking success against better competition. Receptions limited to quick passes in the flats and simple screens with um. Oh, with, okay, I even read my writing with touchdown grabs over his career. So, mm, with zero touchdown grabs over his career on that. So. I mean, there's always going to be a downside to drafting a guy. I mean, you got to think about that. I mean, they don't; these guys don't come from college already and rearing to go. They're not 100%. They're not developed for the NFL. See, that's what, like, fans don't get. Like, you can't just say, oh, look at the, his his numbers are great. From college, he's going to be an awesome, he's going to be an awesome pro. Not necessarily. And I think that sometimes you guys out there don't even understand that. College is totally different from the nfl i mean all these guys all these quarterbacks for example play behind great offensive lines they have great offensive coordinators most likely with like you know creative plays galore right they got running backs they got wide receivers they got tight ends they got pass protection boom 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 and same on defense Boom, boom, boom. Hello. It, it all it all work together. And then if you come from a college team that had get that gave you great pass protection as a quarterback and you come to a team that gives you absolutely nothing. I, I hate it when the fans start blaming the quarterback. Because it's not the quarterback's fault. Anywho, so do I think that the Jets should should draft this Tyler guy? I think so. Maybe they have a maybe they have a history. Sometimes it does help, but um, the Jets did re-sign Braxton Berrios, so all you freaking fans can relax. I just hope for Braxton that he got his money's worth. You know, because the NFL is just—it's so different from Major League Baseball. It's so different from the, you know from basketball. You know, a football player can get so severely injured that he's season his career, not just a season is done, but his career could be done. More so than a basketball player or a baseball player. And I'll get into Major League Baseball in a minute. So just hope Braxton got his money. I'm glad that he's coming back. You know, he did have chemistry with Zach, and you want to continue that chemistry, and especially with Crowder not coming back. It's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen with the wide receiver um, and if they're going to draft another wide receiver, too. Because Mims is gone. Mims, is, Mims was the worst draft pick so far. And the last five years, Mims is the worst. So I posed that question in a couple Facebook groups. That's what I got. I got the worst pick. Nobody ever picked Denzel Mims, by the way. Um, they picked Sam Donald, which was, I, I don't think Sam Donald was the worst Jets pick, by the way. I do believe it was Denzel Mims. Um, and there was also another one called, um, Vernon Golston. Remember him? Mm-hmm. I think he was the worst pick over, overall. Anyway, the best pick was definitely Quentin Williams. Um, 
the worst pick was Mims, without a doubt. Okay, so they still have to draft the Jets. Interior offensive line. They still need a cornerback. They still need a wide receiver. They need a tight end. Now, they just signed Thomason, um, offensive guard, from the 49ers. So that was also a good pickup. I know he's had he had eight penalties last year, four false starts penalties, and I don't know what the other four were. I was looking up his stats, um, but he did have eight penalties. You know, the, you know, eight penalties, 17 games. Half his, he had, half the year he had a penalty. He got one penalty each game, if you think about it, um, for the first eight games. Um, I'm just trying to think. Let me see where his stats are. I can tell you. Yep, here comes his stats. Let's see. Um, snap counts. Yes, okay, here they are. Offensive line penalties. Holding. That's it. So he had four holding penalties, and he had four false starts. He had eight. This was the year he had the most. Um, 2020 is when he had the least. So we'll see what happens. But I still think it's a good pickup. It's definitely a good pickup. Okay. So here, uh, here are okay, the diamond in the rough. The quarterback that I think is a diamond in the rough, rough is definitely Jalen Hurts. Think about this. They, they drafted him. He did take the team this past season to the wild card. You know, he was, they were in the conversation, right? Everybody thought the Philadelphia Eagles were going to suck. They were not really that bad. I mean, they, they were bad at certain parts of the game. But I don't, you know. Let's look up their, let's look up their stats. Okay. So, the Eagles were 9-8. and eight, Second place behind the Cowboys. Not bad, if you think about it. Not, not bad. Um, you know, they, they ended up going to the wild card. And who do they play? Of course, Tom Brady. Uh, but he's definitely the diamond in the rough. He does have some ups. He does have some downs. And hopefully he will fix his downs this year. But I definitely think he definitely, um, if you're looking at quarterbacks and you're looking at um, a diamond in the rough, definitely. Without a doubt, I would, def I would just definitely say he's definitely a diamond in the rough. Now, let me say I have other stats here. You know, I have everything written down. You would think I would have it out for everybody to, so I can just read it. No, of course not. No. Um, let us look. I have paper. You should see my desk. I, have, I actually have three work desks. So each desk is a mess. I'm not kidding. Each desk is a mess. Um, okay, then. Hold on. We're almost there. Okay. So, I mean, you have Jalen Hurts. Um, Hurts led all NFL quarterbacks in rushing yards with 784, despite playing through a high ankle sprain over the final month. He was also near the top in explosive plays generated by signal, signal callers behind only Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, and Josh Allen. That's the good news. The bad is that Hertz lacks anticipation when throwing and st is still too late processing things in the passing game. That's where he's got to fix his game. He's definitely the passing game, which I think a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of quarterbacks have to fix the passing game. But we'll get into that after the draft. Okay. So now let us break down the top four, five quarterbacks in the draft that I think are the top five. Okay. Because there are, all right, all right, so number one to me is Willis, is not Pickett. Pickett's number two. 
One is Willis. We'll get we'll get through it. Why? In a minute. Okay. One is Willis. Two is Pickett. Three is Howell. Four is Ellaby. E E L A B Y. Ellaby. And five is strong. See, five is like a kind of like I have a tie. So five is strong, the quarterback from Nevada, and Coral from Mississippi. Okay. So that's like a tie for me at five because I couldn't really, I liked both of them a lot. So I was like, hmm, can't just pick one over the other. So I just put them both together. Okay. The quarterback with the best accuracy is Carson Strong from Nevada. All right. Back-to-back seasons with over 70% of his passes completed. Um he definitely has, um, he's definitely consistent. His ability to consistently deliver a catchable ball at the level, at all levels of the field. Okay, the best who has the arm strength is, is Willis. Without a freaking ass doubt, was Willis. Um, Willis is one of the least polished passers in the class, but he has a missile launcher arm that lets his passes cut through difficult conditions. The setup and the release is Matt Coral from Mississippi. Um, people have criticized his mechanics, but he delivers the ball with phenomenal setup and delivery and delivering quickness. His motion makes up for lost time with his eyes. Reading the defenses is Kenny Pickett. Pickett's ability to keep his eye downfield and find targets while scrambling make him a difficult passer to defend, and he really gets flustered by what the defense is giving him. On the move, the best one for there is Sam Howell. Some quarterbacks lose juice on their throws um, on their throws or off platform, but Howell can create plenty of velocity and rocket his throws in regardless in regards to the angle he takes. So then who is the other guy? The other guy that I have is Ellaby. He's from Western Kentucky. So he racked up 41 passing touchdowns in his last two years while only throwing eight interceptions. Ellaby's touch has some remarkable moments during his late night um, football. So I think he is definitely one that a sleeper quarterback to watch would be Skyler Thompson from Kansas State. So there's a lot of... Um, Things that are going on. Let me we'll talk through. Well, let's go through all of them. Oh, that's Ellaby. Yes, we'll talk about them all. So here is Pickett. I will tell you what his strength is and his weakness. His strength is he keeps his eyes downfield when pressured, but won't shy away from using his legs to pick up yardage. Very natural thrower on the run, and it doesn't hinder his accuracy. That's his strength. Now his weakness. Um, his setup to release quickness needs to speed up as a pro. Okay. Next one I'll talk about, let's do Carson Strong from Nevada, who I have tied at number five, my top five. His strengths. He has a quick and tight release that gets the ball out with urgency. He packs plenty or, or oh my God, I can't read my writing, arm talent. <laughs> to fit to fit throws into the narrow windows and drives the ball downfield throws with zip and can beat the zone with a, with a touch smart decision maker who works through progressions on time the weaknesses though lacks the athleticism to extend plays with legs and win outside the pocket upper body mechanical issues seem to be the root of occasional bouts with inaccuracy but see now that weakness can be fixed. He can be coached. He's coachable. That's why I have him there on, on that list. Okay. Willis from Liberty. His strengths are he's a natural thrower who can shift arm slots to slip throws past linemen. Instinctive while feeling pressured and adjust to it. Deep ball timing and placement are impressive. But his weakness too often gets stuck looking for big plays that aren't there rather than taking the available option underneath. So he's gotta, he's gotta, he's gotta fix that. You don't want, you don't want someone who's gonna be, always look for the big play. 
That's not what the job of the quarterback is. But I love him. I think the Panthers should take him if the Giants aren't going to take him. If, the, if he's available at six because the Giants did not take him, then or the Lions didn't take him at three, um, hello, why are you going to, why are you going to spend all your draft picks, give, give away all your draft picks, give away other players for, for Watson? He doesn't, you, you Panther people are just so aggravating. I, I never thought a team could be so more aggravating than the Jets, but there is. And they're to call the Carolina Panthers. First and foremost, you have no offensive line. It doesn't matter if Steve Young came out of retirement and said, look, I'll be your quarterback. He would get ambushed. He would get killed behind that offensive line. You have to fix the offensive line before you're worrying about your freaking ass quarterback. Emphasize, you just paid Sam Darnold all that money. Let Sam start. Draft a quarterback this year. Let him sit there behind Sam. If Sam gets off to a bad start in the first four games, then sit Sam for the rest of the year and start this dude. Have your own guy. Start with a start with a fresh set of legs, and then also contract-wise, you have five years with him before you really have to give him any any um any significant money. Draft a quarterback. Okay. Anyway, all right, let's go on. Matt Quarrell. Okay. <clears throat> His strengths. He's able to pass in tough leverage situations and over the middle of the field. He has a natural feel for pressure and can swiftly slide out of danger. His weakness can get too reliant on his legs to make a play and get tunnel vision too often. Ball placement and control take a dive when he's under pressure. Wait till you come to the NFL, sweetheart. It's a lot different. And that's what I'm saying. Like so many people think that like these quarterbacks from college come in here and they just all are just ready to go. No, no needing to get, you know, used to the NFL. No used to having to worry about um, learning. A, they're learning a new offense. B, they got new players they got to throw to. And they got to deal with. They got so much to deal with when they come to the NFL. But no, no, no. Let's just blame them all. All right. Sam Howell from North Carolina. Strength. His arm talent pops off the tape and can be stunning at times. Very, very slick setup and release with a timely motion. Excellent placement and anticipation on throws over the middle of the field. Weakness. Too quick to resort to his legs when pressure arrives. Ball placement and overall control take a dive when he has to throw off platform. Now, we'll talk about my guy that I have on this list. Caleb Ellaby from Western Michigan. Strats. Showcases impressive touch or downfield throws and knows how to change trajectories over defenders. Able to generate adequate velocity for attacking the middle of the field and driving through throws through traffic. Weakness, lacks ideal height, which I just put that down there for fun because I keep thinking of Joe Namath when he makes fun, he made fun of Zach Wilson's height. Um, yes, so, uh, seriously. Um, setup and release quickness is poor and he struggles to quickly adjust and get the ball out. But isn't that like almost every single college quarterback? Yeah, I mean, these quarterbacks, you just got to give them some time. There's some other ones. Also, my, here's my sleeper one. Not on the list, but he's a sleeper to watch. Skyler Thompson from Kansas State. Smart decision maker who won't force unnecessary passes. Good sense for pressure and maintains his composure through it. Um, he has, he's capable runner with the size and burst to pick up yardage. He has 1,087 career yards, 26 TDs at K-State. Weakness. Average arm talent leads to some passes fluttering when he has to push the ball deep. Accuracy is more general than precise, and he pulls his receivers out of their stride on longer developing passes. 
there you go. So we'll see about these quarterbacks. There's so many other quarterbacks I didn't even know that were in the draft. I was just looking at all the people who are going to be in the draft. So for those that want to know, I'm going to tell you all the quarterbacks that are in the draft. We just went through those. Mm-hmm. There is this guy, Desmond Ritter, from Cincinnati. There is a Brock Purdy from Iowa State. There's Chase Garbers from California. There's Nick Starkle from San Jose State. There's Jack Co- Cohen, or Cohen from Notre Dame. Notre Dame, Notre Dame. You have King, don't even ask me to pronounce his first name. You have King from Miami. You have Levi Lewis. My God, who, why would your mother name you this? This is when I, I saw this, I was like, oh my God. That is a tongue twister. Levi Lewis from Louisiana. You have Brandon Peters from Illinois. You have Dustin Crum from Kent State. Those are all the quarterbacks for the draft. And if I missed one, I'm sorry, but that's what I have so far. So we'll see what happens. The draft is gonna be interesting with quarterbacks because we've had the quarterback carousel. And now with Tom Brady coming back, Tampa is out of the running right now, maybe for a quarterback, unless, and here's what I say, unless, unless they still plan on drafting one for, for next year. Not this year coming, next year. Because Tom Brady will be a free agent and he can go to San Francisco. Which then leads me to this question. What does San Francisco do? Just does San Francisco still trade or release Jimmy Garoppolo? I mean, would you release him? I don't know. I would trade him for something. For a fifth round pick or something. Fourth round pick, come on. Something. And then you let Trey Lance start this year. But then you have to get a backup quarterback, don't forget. And the Jets need to back up too. Hello, we need to re-sign Flacco. Come on, let's go, JD. Let's go. Re-sign him. Um, because then you need a quarterback. And then the Colts. What the hell are they gonna do now? They need a quarterback. Um, do the Lions still want to go at golf? I don't know. What is Houston gonna do? Because obviously they're trading Watson. Are you going with 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 what you have? With his what? Willis? What his name is? What is his name? Mills. That's it. I was like, wait a minute, Willis. No. Um. It's just crazy. Do I think David Mills is a starting quarterback? No. And then, oh, what about Green Bay with Jordan Love? What are they going to do with him? Because Aaron Rodgers is coming back. You know, Seattle needs a quarterback. That's for sure. Seattle needs a quarterback. Are they going to move up in the draft to get their person that they want? Their specific quarterback that they want? Because you know they're going to draft a quarterback. I'd be stunned if they didn't draft a quarterback in the first round. What's Atlanta going to do? That's my call. I mean, Matt Ryan, Matty Ice is going to retire eventually. Who's who? Who's gonna take over for him? What about the Saints? What's their? They need a quarterback. I mean, I heard that Watson was interested in the Saints too. Maybe that's where Watson's gonna go. So let's predict this. Let's predict that Watson picks the Saints. Okay, so he goes to the Saints. <clears throat> he does have a good running back, obviously. And then the Saints have their quarterback. Then the Panthers, what are they going to do? Are they going to draft a quarterback? And this this is all interesting. So the carousel for quarterbacks is still going to continue, probably for another couple weeks, up to the draft. I can guarantee you, up to the draft, it's going to be a frenzy to see who's going to do what with what's out there for now, and then who's going to draft another quarterback. Like Pittsburgh already got Trubisky for two years. You have Mason Rudolph as your backup. You know, who's going to back up? Like, who's going to back up Hurts? Um, there's just all these questions. So we'll see. But this is the fun part of, of the season. Fun, fun, fun to see, like, where these guys are going to go, 
where they're going to sign, how the team's going to replace the, the, um, the players that they lose in free agency. So let the fun times begin. For the next like couple weeks, it will be fun to see what happens. So I'm done with football for now. I will talk about it again Friday. Maybe I'll mention a little bit Thursday, obviously. Uh, so now I'm going to talk about baseball for a second. So am I still pissed off at Major League Baseball? Yes, and the players. Do I want to watch any baseball games? I don't know. <laughs> so here is the, the new rule changes, and here's the notable ones. that The two of them that I'm happy about. One, now they'll have nine inning games in doubleheaders, not seven, which was so fucking stupid. And thank God, no runners on base to start extra innings. Thank you, Jesus. We got rid of that stupid, shitty rule. That was like the most stupidest thing. I'm like, what are these major league baseball players or little leaguers? Well, they can't be, they can't be, um, they can't be outside past their bedtime. <laughs> you know, they don't, they need to go to bed. You know, we need to be home by, they need to be out of the stadium by 11 o'clock. <laughs> I mean, we, we have to make sure that they're home. So let's, let's make sure um, that we have this stupid damn rule. Now. Am I happy about 12 teams expanded postseason? No. Am I happy about the universal DH? No. I liked watching the pitchers. I liked watching the pitchers hit. You had some of them really know how to hit. It was interesting to watch them hit. It was fun to watch them bunt or try to ease to ease, try to bunt like the man over and stuff. But I don't know. I, I'm really like up in the air right now about baseball. Um, we'll see what happens. I'm just happy that the Yankees traded Sanchez. Because he sucks. He's not a good catcher. And did you know that he knows how to speak English? He just pretends that he doesn't know how to speak it. And that he only speaks, I think, Spanish. Did you know that? He does it on purpose. Because he doesn't want to talk to the media. And then one one basketball note. So so still in here in New York City, they have the stupidest shitty rules. So you can have a visiting team come to the Barclays Center. A visiting team come to I guess Madison Square Garden too. I, I don't know if it's the same rule, but I know it's at Barclays. Sit on the bench and not only just sit on the bench, but play in the game unvaccinated but your own freaking player who lives here and plays for the home games can only sit on the bench and now i heard that they got sued not sued they got fined because um um, brooklyn nets were fined fifty thousand dollars for violating new york city NBA COVID protocol after allowing Kyrie Irving into the locker room. Are you kidding me? People, let's get over this stupid shit. So freaking stupid. I can't believe that. That's crazy. Crazy. But meanwhile, you have people in the opposing locker room who are not vaccinated who are allowed to be in the locker room and play the game. Um, hello, change the damn rules. They're fucking stupid. Um, and then I'm on Twitter. While I'm talking about this, I'm just thinking about it out loud. So I'm on Twitter. Can some of you fans just like get with it? Seriously, some of you people who tweet this, before you tweet, read it back to yourself to know how stupid you sound. I, I, I can't stress that enough. If you think you sound stupid, you probably do sound stupid. Why would you want to tweet that out to the world? Let the world know how stupid you are. Um, okay. Oh, I forgot to do something on Twitter. I just realized that today. Um, all right. So somebody said this um, to Zach Wilson, 
which I'm going to mention. So Zach was excited that um, Braxton resigned with the team. And he said, let's run it back. And somebody said, usually teams that go four and 13 don't want to run it back, but to each to each their own. And I said, usually quarterbacks that have chemistry with the player want to run it back with that player. Lord have mercy, have mercy on me. Um, let me see. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I'm just looking at my tweets. Um, and then I said, oh, so then somebody said this, this started this stupid rumor. There is absolutely zero truth to the report making its way on Twitter right now that the Jets call the Texans about Deshaun Watson offering up Zach Wilson and picks. None. And I said, it was a rumor that a fan started on Twitter. Go figure. Because people are so stupid. So then I said to that, I said, yep, I said, the Jets so far made some good moves. Um, so somebody said, Jimmy G's price just became a day third pick swap. The Niners have gone all Garoppolo in the fourth quarter of the NFC Championship game with this trade process, both botched jobs. And somebody then said, well, maybe it's the, maybe it's the plan. Could he be the quarterback next year? And I said, I think that is the plan now that Tom Brady is playing his contract out in Tampa Bay. Next year, he'll be, he'll, he will be free to sign with the 49ers. They might as well keep Jimmy G or let Trey Lance get the start this year. So we'll see about that. Um, um, oh, they're making a big deal about Zach Wilson going to a Justin Bieber concert. Okay, first of all, let me just tell you about Justin Bieber. The music when he first came out, baby, baby, that stupid song that I cannot stand that I don't know how many freaking little cheerleaders had to listen to 500 fucking times. That music was, was garbage. The music that he's singing now is pretty damn good. I have to say. He, you know why? Justin Bieber got older. He's not 14 anymore. As you get older, you're going to write about other things. You're going to change. His voice changed. Um, type of music he sings changed. Um, but like, you know, he's at a freaking concert. Leave him alone. See, this is the whole thing with Jets fans. They're going to criticize him no matter what the fuck he does. Just have fucking fun. That's my like, that's my life. Okay. Um, and then somebody, oh, Joe Burrow is overrated right now. He could be a top five quarterback one day. But right now, he's not even top five in the AFC. And I said, he just went to the Super Bowl the year after his injury. He's a top five quarterback. This is the, this is the stupid shit that people write here. Um, oh, so then that's something else. Okay. Um, update. Okay. Um, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I'm just trying to read where I got something from. Oh, so then, of course, we had to have somebody else attacking Zach. See, this is what I'm saying. But he, this guy wasn't a Jets fan. This guy's a Steelers fan. Jets will always be the Jets. Good luck with the Mormon, though. And then I said, what the hell does his religion have to do with anything? Seriously, shut up. Um, okay, and then here's one more thing that I will say with football. In order to develop the young players on the team, for this is for the Jets, because this is what the Jets fan base wants. The Jets fan base wants them to worry about, oh, don't worry about much about signing free agents. We don't need that many people. We can do everything through, through the draft. No, you can't, seriously. Right. In order to develop the young players, they need the guidance and experience from veterans who can help them by example and be leaders on the field. You can't keep having the young guys fend for themselves. 
remember that. Um, I can just delete this tweet because I spelled that word wrong. I am such a, I do not like when I spell words wrong. Um, here, by announcing his decision to return to Tampa, 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 Tom Brady sends a message to the 24 Buccaneer free agents who could have begun entering agreements with other teams, you know, today. So we'll see what happens. That's um, that's the whole point. The whole point is to see what happens. Oh, then, you know, obviously Kirk Cousins re-signed with the Vikings. So we'll see what happens. Like I say, the quarterback carousel, it continues. Um... So, oh, so somebody, so the Carolina Panthers put this um, um, gif of, you know, I can't think of the name off the top of my head, the SpongeBob lobster dude. <laughs> I can't think of his name. Oh, my God. Um, and so someone goes, what does this mean? LOL. And I said, Tom Brady is back. He was retired for two months playing with Tampa one more year. He's back. Um. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we will see what happens. And, oh, I just want to say congratulations to Suffern Hockey, state champions, third state title. That's my boys right there, Suffern Hockey. So I did tweet the Rangers that, you know, New York Rangers, they deserve a retweet or something. Nothing, nothing there. But maybe they got retweeted from there. I don't know. Um just so cool so i will speak to everybody again i'll see you all actually on the sassy show which is presented by rockland world radio thursday on my on my um live on my facebook feed on thursday i'm probably going to do it at noon um because i have i can't do it after that um at noon on thursday Friday is the recordings of a fangirl. Hashtag sarcasm. And I will talk more. I have a lot of sarcastic stuff to say on Friday. I'm just holding back <laughs> from saying it till Friday. So thanks for listening. And we'll see what other great stuff happens with the NFL during the week. And then I will report it and my feelings on it by Friday. So have a great rest of your week, guys. Thanks for listening. See you all Thursday. 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on The Sassy Show, which I will be presenting live on my Facebook page and then and then on my YouTube channel. And then I'll post that link on Twitter. <laughs> okay, guys, bye.